0: Welcome to Mental Awareness Discussion, the Mad Podcast, with Miles Weber, Heather Weber, and Susan Thompson.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mad Podcast, the Mental Awareness Discussion. I am Miles Weber. With me always is my host in life and this podcast, Heather Weber. Hello, dear. How are you?
0: great just breaking up a dog fight right now
1: yeah that's always fun i can tell you're reaching (laughs) underneath right now just like stop
0: it i'm holding one
1: well we got dog fights down there and up here we are reminding you that our sponsors as always for this podcast are broker Drift productions and banana bros make sure you follow them online on all the social medias and get your cool swag such as a pink unicorn Banana Bros t-shirt, which I thought that nobody could be an asshole to you in front of until I met a very grumpy man one day. And (laughs) that's where that story is going to stop for now. You'll have to tune into a later episode for that. (laughs) So, uh, also, get your Banana Bro mugs. Fun stuff. So, check them out. All the swags. With us today to talk a little bit about PT sd you know always a fun little acronym right right no never very seldom ever at all uh we have lovely comedian jessica
2: roberts hello jessica how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good i believe i do qualify for the ptsd and i'm open to the questions that are coming and
1: yeah you know I was. It's always heartbreaking because I mean we like, we always put the things out for like, hey, we're trying to get guests for the the podcast. Do you have this thing and can you talk about it? This post was hard though to be like, who's got PTSD and everybody's just like, what kind you want? Yeah,
2: like, exactly. What flavor?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got red. We got a dark one over here. I just made this light one, spicy. which wasn't that bad. Yeah, we got, got a little spicy. spicy. Yeah, will get you in the throat. You won't be able to talk good for a couple of weeks. So yeah. yeah, so um, so yeah, I mean, well, I, we can really just kind of get into it. Um, what has your experience been like? I mean, as broadly as possible. It's such a broad, general question, but I mean, I feel like it's the only way to get into it. Um, PTSD. When uh, you think of PTSD, is there an exact type of definition for you, or a way of being for you that is different from what? people would commonly say, do you think that there's like a misconception about PTSD or like, it's not like this. Oh yeah. It's like this.
2: Oh yeah. Well, because a lot of people register PTSD with like war vets. And so they will be like, Oh, you know, I gotta have a flashback and completely zone out or, you know, or just go batshit crazy and shoot somebody or, you know, just (laughs) it's, they, they think of PTSD as like a mental break, but they don't realize that like, it's more of like how you have to live your life Day by day, mm-hmm. um, I and PTSD is really like I didn't realize how much it was affecting me personally um, until uh, probably about four or five years ago. I was having issues with remembering things, mm-hmm. and I still do to this day. My short term's really fucked up, and I was talking to a psychologist, and they were like, "Well, what it is is your brain tries to protect itself." so much that it does it in times that it shouldn't. So like when I'm driving down the road, I, I did this the other night and it fucked me up a little bit, which I thought was funny because it was before you had asked me, but um, I was driving on my street and I went the complete opposite direction. And I went down almost a mile before I realized, wait, how the fuck did I get here? Like, where am I? Like these little things, it's just your brain shuts off um, a bit and so it tries to protect itself because part of ptsd is trauma Mm -hmm. and trauma is a huge factor for me i lived in foster care i was a part of a a nationally known fire like i mean it was i have lived some crazy times and it's just like you know like during the um the smoke season and stuff it i i literally had to take a day off work smoke a lot of weed and just say in my bed (laughs) so that like i didn't have to smell smoke because it really messes you up you know and so there's there's a ton of stuff about ptsd that i think is miscon like there's there's i think it misconstrued too because tv don't make any better they always see someone hyperventilating and freaking out and all that other stuff and it's like that's not how it is either like sometimes it's just like in, in in how you go about your day and like you know i don't know like there's just there's too much for it really like roller coaster yeah
1: the memory thing that's pretty spot on that mm-hmm. I mean, dear you've had similar bouts
0: yeah yeah because i struggle with ptsd too and so there's definitely times um that i'm triggered and i'll just faint or just oh damn yeah just come my body's just like nope we don't want to go back here so we're just fucking
2: system reboot
0: yep shutting down
1: yeah i've seen it happen once in our relationship where Mm -hmm. it just yeah her brain thought something was going to happen and she just dropped it was crazy Holy yeah shit. it was it was, it was yeah yeah so the the things that the brain will do to try and protect you from from going back cuz it i mean that's people forget about the acronym of post traumatic stress disorder so i mean it's traumatic stress that you endured to such a degree it's now become a disorder like you said, that's the thing yeah. about disorders people don't really understand like it's a disorder now if it continues to interfere with your day-to-day life. Like you're talking Mm -hmm. about like, oh man, I just completely drew a blank here when it really, really shouldn't have, but it's just like, "Eh," you know, trying to protect you every which way it, possibly can so i mean that's the thing is people don't th- think of it in terms of what it actually is and it's also not something that you could just like shake off you know i mean I feel yeah like that's, that's the, the thing, thing that.
2: that pisses me off about a lot of it too is like when i have these moments or they could even be episodes it could be a few days it could be a month like it's i think a month was really hard but i think that was it was right after the the campfire it was in january i had had a miscarriage my um think my uh my marriage in and of itself was falling apart and stuff and and my kids were all fucked up and literally just for like a month I just kind of sat on the couch and was like all right I exist like I took care of my kids but other than that I didn't really do anything besides eat and drink a lot and so Mm -hmm. you know uh coping mechanisms are really important because when you when you have issues that you you know, sleep sucks too because sadly enough, with PTSD, you have fucking raging nightmares, and I have vivid dreams. So I'm just like, fuck. And so even sleep isn't a comfort sometimes.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get that because there's plenty of times people are like, I can't wait to go to bed. I'm like, I can. I
2: could. Yeah. I have insomnia, I so I don't go to sleep.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, it's a,
1: that's, that's very, very real. Yeah. She's had, there's been times when it's like really, really bad. Other times, not so much. I think also like, E- the where we're sleeping plays in a mm-hmm. big role you know if we're like she's like if i'm doing shows on the other side of the country and she's with me in the hotel she's a little more calm you know mm-hmm. but i mean like certain points of on the map it's like eh, i don't know about this so it's wild. yeah it's wild yeah it's wild i
2: um what the hell was it um one of the, one of the things that that really really sucks is having night terrors and 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 also like part of ptsd that would be really nice would be like having a partner that can understand it my Mm -hmm. ex used it as a weapon Uh,
0: you know instead
2: of being supportive he used it as a weapon so you got i mean like you know you guys seem very solid (laughs) so like you know you need somebody who's who's in your corner, who understands, hey, there may be times where I may, I may wake up screaming or there may be times where I literally will wake up and just start going and there's no stopping, very manic. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you have to be able to handle those moments that I have. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm still single. <laughs> After two years, I'm like, eh, I don't know if people are ready for my psycho. <laughs> well,
0: I, I think what's hard with it Because even with us, it's it's hard to explain triggers to somebody and not necessarily just a partner, but friends, parents, family, anything like that, because a lot of people are like, oh, that makes no sense. You're triggered by this thing. And that could be an inanimate object, a noise, just anything. And so I think that's the biggest thing is finding, you know, a circle. It doesn't have to be a relationship, but just a circle that understands triggers Mm -hmm. and like Create like leave space for you to deal with them and like where your feelings are valid about yeah. them. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like like uh, <clears throat> I know for you like aggravated yelling. Mm-hmm. It's, is definitely a trigger so i mean you got yeah exactly you got to be very aware that seems to be with a lot of women like a common trigger who suffer from ptsd is like some type of ag- aggravated or elevated emotion paired with yelling uh seems to be a trigger so yeah that's but but i mean also that's a good thing with our dog taz i mean god bless him he doesn't like extreme emotions of any kind so i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. if you get excited and you go <gasps> He's like, hey, just stop it right now. I mean, right now. Don't do that. Do not do (laughs) that. Like he's super not okay with it. So he just doesn't like extreme emotions. He'll try and calm you down or get you to separate or something. So, I mean, he kind of runs a mellow household, but I mean, Mm -hmm. not everybody has a TAS. So, I mean, like you've mentioned coping mechanisms. What are some things that you have tried as far as like how to cope with this. You know, I mean, we've heard things about like cognitive behavioral therapy. Have you tried any of that or yeah, what have you?
2: Um, I've tried medication, but like okay. the side effects of it and just, uh, I started smoking weed about a year ago and weirdly okay. enough weed works. I don't smoke it like I smoke all day, but not in the sense of, like, I smoke a whole bowl every time I sit down. I take a couple puffs here and there to kind of just give the chill. And then, you know, some people are like, oh, you're just using that as an excuse to smoke weed. And it's like, yeah, but the the shit's medicinal. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I get (laughs) that, though.
1: I mean, like, because I understand what you're saying. You know, I mean, you're not – people think you load a bowl – and it's and it's like well if it's in the morning now I'm loading like two hits and I'm ready to rock and roll like I'm not trying a to knock will out last Th- me
2: about a day and a half
1: yeah exactly see yeah you know what what the levels of the game are and at nighttime maybe we'll take a few extra for the KO you know so i mean yeah right. like yeah, yeah you know what time of the day right now maybe around lunch one hit's going to get me going it's just going to give me a little extra kick so, yeah, well, I, I totally also suffer
2: from pain, like body pain. Oh, yeah. And some guy told one of the doctors I went to said that people that have suffered trauma or have PTSD. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was, but um people that suffer from PTSD <laughs> my roommate's must be home. But uh people that suffer from PTSD um oh shit. Lost my train of thought. Pain. Uh, pain. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He was saying that people that 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 suffer with PTSD have abnormally weird pain issues. That mm-hmm. it like it manifests in their body, which might I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, he was telling me that because I was I was on Norco for a very long time, mm-hmm. from back pain to I've had surgery in my foot, my knee. I've had abdominal surgery that causes a lot of pains. Um, I've had mouth. My teeth have all been done, so there's like weird phantom pain. It gets to the point so debilitating, and they're like, "No, no, it's because you've had trauma." And I'm like, "How?" <laughs> like that's one thing that confuses me. Mm-hmm. Is like they can just say, "Well, the reason that this is going on is because you've had trauma." I mean, you were talking um, about triggers and noise. Mine mm-hmm. is the sound of jumping jacks. Mm. It sounds. Yeah, it sounds a little weird, but I lived in a foster home where she used to make us do jumping jacks for hours. I'm not talking 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm talking hours. And these people were so torturous. Like I was, I have a scar on the inside of my lip from her punching me in the face. I have a huge fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. because i was made to stand in a corner in an old it we lived on like a ranch and we like i had to stand in a corner and if i didn't if if i moved i would get hit with a cattle prod like i was oh made to hold God. on yeah i was like made to hold on to electric fences like i was literally tortured and so there's so many weird things, even as being a parent, like I'm just, I'm over on a certain thing, like don't touch my kids, like I will kill you, yeah. like don't <laughs> discipline my kids, you know, certain things, yeah. but the the triggers are just ridiculous, especially, and, and the screwed up thing is like, I have like multi-level fucking dysfunction. I've been in foster care where I was brutally beaten, I have sexual assault. I have um, family assault, like just physically altercations with them, then the fire, then a toxic ex-husband. And so it's just like, I don't know, sometimes like I just have days where I'm just like, fuck it. (laughs) Like, I just want to stay in bed. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, it's it's really difficult with the foster care stuff. Yeah. That was just one home. And I lived in a lot, (laughs) let's say 2001, I moved eight different times. Wow. So, yeah, so like foster care, a lot of people that are in foster care carry PTSD, but they're more strict now. I'm putting that in quotes because I don't believe so. I think they're just over medicating kids now.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Where was this? Was this in California? The foster yep.
2: care? Yeah, wow. it was in Orland. Yeah, wow. yeah. I have like if you shaved my head like she would walk up to us and just put her finger in the hair and yank oh my so, like God. for a very long time even now like i have a hard time like when my kids are playing with me and, and just kind of tap me a little too mm. you know it's not like is it's not like i'm gonna spartan kick them off the you know couch or anything mm-hmm. but like it really does bring stuff back and so yeah. like even with my own kids it's fucked up <laughs> yeah
0: i mean you don't get to pick and choose who causes your triggers it's just kind of a this is just baseline what it is
2: well i would tell my ex about the triggers and he would do them on purpose to manipulate me into being emotional so that he can play captain Save a so it's pretty fucked up not okay yeah that's no, yeah.
1: okay so that's why
2: he's my ex-husband
1: there you go well, well, there you good go. for you
2: for getting out yeah Seriously. and you were talking i'm gonna i i have adhd on top of this so. oh, you're, good. <laughs> you're good you're good you're good but, um, we'll go back to the, to the coping thing. Um, I didn't cope for a good amount of time. I did, uh, copious amounts of drugs, <laughs> uh, in my twenties. I don't do them now. I don't drink now because, mm-hmm. um, I like it too much and it masks me being able to deal with my shit. Mm-hmm. So instead of, cause, um, we're, you know, we're in comedy and stuff. I'm not like crazy like all over the place, but there is a culture to that and you have to be careful who you latch on to and who's right. going to be supportive in your mental health and not just out there trying to have fun.
1: Yeah.
2: So sure. I, I'm very picky about who I, I, I hang out with in the comedy world. For
0: sure.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, so am I just cause I mean, i I'm just not that guy. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> oh, man, no. And that's, that's yeah. not me. Like yeah. there, there's, there's some where they're like, Oh, well you can microdose mushrooms and it. it'll reset your brain. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I've got enough skeletons in my closet. I don't need everybody seeing them especially in a public way like i did mushrooms once (laughs) it wasn't pretty you know but yeah
1: yeah, setting settings very very important for that like and Mm -hmm. and and where you're at where you're at in your state of mind and then who you're with also very very essential for stuff like that yeah that's that's that
2: i will say weirdly enough comedy has helped in my it's a a weird coping thing because like i've talked about foster care in it and it's like um you know i tell people you know i'm in foster care but not not the molesty kind just to beat the gay out of you kind like a little dark a little you know a little, a little catchy and people, you could always tell when somebody in the crowd's like, I got that. <laughs> like, so I'm just like, I love the fact that even if it doesn't hit with everybody, it hit with a small amount that are like, I know that dysfunction.
1: <laughs> so- I, I mean, I know that like uh, Heather experienced that because she's a, a cancer survivor. So anytime comics would do certain cancer jokes, she would be the only one in the back just howling. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that was the one. You got a good one out of her. That's genuine. Like yeah. I don't get those out of her. So, that's yeah. that's
2: the ones that I love. Is when you catch it, it. may not be the whole crowd, but just those few speckles yeah. that are just like you know. They just Ho-ho! like it's just it's great.
1: <laughs> I do like though that uh, you said comedy kind of helps in a way though you know um, and maybe that kind of. Because I, I, I've always got one foot in the woo-woo side of things. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Western medicine can can do its fun things and that's all good and well. But I like keeping one foot in the woo-woo. And so when they're talking about like, oh, the, the, the stress and everything that you're feeling and that you've been through, it's going to manifest as pain and certain things that are happening to your body, actually. I think there's a lot to be said for alleviating that pain in you doing comedy and speaking some form of truth and right. being able to let something out and some regard that people will then connect with it's not met with pushback you know there's no hostility which would be potentially triggering depending on what type of environment you're in it's met with the opposite like appreciation praise hey that was a good joke I like how you did that and so yeah it's a form of just kind of releasing it being able to speak your truth and things will kind of ease up I think that makes sense
2: yeah the one of the first times that i ever got up in sacramento i went i was at uh not one of it was the i was at comedy spot and the guy before me was like i'm from chico and we got all these fire survivors and rah, 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 rah right and so i come out and i'm like i'm one of the fire survivors he's talking about <laughs> like and i just start going into my stuff and it sucks because like it was garbage it was hot garbage oh my god it was terrible like i look back two years from like two years ago and i look at this video and i'm like oh, ugh. And then the whole time in the video, because I, I hyper fixate on sounds. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband, I could hear him breathing through the whole fucking set. And so I was like, oh, no, I didn't notice this before. But then I just erased it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is horrible. Because if I can hear it, I know other people are going to hear it.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. Did you find uh, success with you said you saw a psychiatrist with form of therapy? Did you find any success on being able to unpack things with a therapist?
2: I did because um, this therapist. There was one therapist throughout my life that was really cool. They literally handed me my file because when you're in foster care, you have files, and so uh, she handed me my file because there's always this weird thing because. I'm not a hundred percent sure about how we ended up in foster care. I just remember that my mom was given packets and she, they, they said, you have to fill out each one for each kid and yourself like this thick. And she's like, fuck it. If you guys don't want to help me, I'm going to take my kids and I'm going to do this and I'm going to drive off a bridge. Well, we ended up in a high speed chase in 19 or yeah, 1989 or something like that to like so that they there was like cops surrounding us so that we didn't get driven off of a bridge (laughs) and i was a because it was always oh well i just gave you up and i'm like that's not i how i remember things you know and so it was nice to be able to unpack those things with a therapist and with you know with how um how stuff had happened Mm -hmm. you know how i ended up in foster care there was also a molestation charge I was four there's a whole bunch of things in there I don't forget these things this is one of the weird things I don't forget them I actually remembered them correctly it was everybody else that was spinning their own stories and so like there was a time where I'm like "Fuck, am I just crazy because like I remember it this way and my trauma replays it this way over and over and over again in my brain and when I go to bed and it turned out I was correct, <laughs> and the other people were just fucking gaslighting me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I that's a new term for me, like because I, I don't know if it's like a new term for everyone, but like I never really understood the term gaslighting until like the last year or so.
1: It's, uh, yeah, well, it's definitely come into the forefront of the media now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when, when it gets to Bachelor Nation, you know that it's, it, yeah. it really is true, yeah. right? But I mean, that's a term that originated, and I think it was like a, a silent film in like the 30s or 40s, I want to say. And it was uh, about a couple who, like, he was making the woman go crazy because he would turn down the gaslight. And she would be like, "Is it darker in here?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? No, it's totally fine. Like, I mean, it's, a, it's light. Like, are you crazy?" And so, and he just kept fucking with the gaslight. And so that's, and it eventually drove her crazy. And oh, so shit. that's where the term actually comes from: is a, a movie or an old play where uh, he was using the gaslight as a form of manipulation, actually. And now it's, yeah, you know, people just—it's it, like the evil Jedi mind trick, essentially. You know, the yeah. that George is looking for, or just listen to "It Wasn't Me" by shaggy that's yeah, pretty cool. was that you having sex in the shower no, no 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 absolutely not but i caught you on the camera I someone's breaking into our house and having sex here i don't know they just <laughs> right? leave after it wasn't me so yeah i don't
2: know it was just some weird shit.
1: that whole thing is encapsulation of gaslighting so yeah i mean but we're well, good on you for talking to a therapist about things and be able to unpack things Because so i think that's really mm-hmm. important i think people tr- might I know people in my life personally who who've experienced terrible trauma and are just too terrified to go back and revisit it at all and it's like well I mean you need the therapist to
2: be there you, you to really kind do of walk need to talk through. about it though because if you want to be a viable partner for anyone in the future or even uh, a good parent mm-hmm. quit looking me nasty breath um this is also one of the things that helps me. I've had her
1: for 12 years. <laughs> Adorable.
2: Yeah, Adorable. she's. Uh, I've had her for 12, uh, 13 years. Nice. 12, 13 years. She's hella old. And she's been the saddest thing, even, even with my children. She's the longest relationship I've ever had. A oh. dog.
1: Oh, we get it. Trust me. We're, yeah. we're dog people here. I mean, I just got this today.
2: I see well, that. Yeah. It looks good.
1: Thank you. Oh, wow. I'm very happy. Now I've got two tattoos that, like, depending on how you look at them, it's...
2: It's <laughs> either hearts
1: or, pu- or puppy paws. Or It's either a 707 or an LOL. So, I mean... My arms that's are just weird. I've like, heard like another
2: comedian say that recently. That's weird.
1: Oh man, we're gonna have to exchange names because that's on my dry bar. It's mine. <laughs> it's also <laughs> yeah, on my body.
2: I, I, think, so, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, but no. Yeah, that's you really have to talk to somebody, like you were saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it's not other people's fault that well yes it is some i can't say it's not a hundred percent but it's not the current people in your life's fault that you have these traumas from your past Mm -hmm. but it is their responsibility to be respectful of it and know like hey she doesn't like that hey i probably shouldn't do that like um i have a i have a particular issue with hands down below the belt Mm -hmm. but my ex was like I'm gonna do it anyway and it's like Uh, please just don't like just Mm -hmm. I you know and it it was just it's little things too like um I was barbecuing for my cousin and this lady who I barely met a few times poked me on the shoulder and I about jumped out of my skin because it's a trigger she doesn't know it and like I freaked out a little bit I'm like "Just, just don't touch me you know and she got a little upset and then like a little bit later i said look i have some issues i don't like people touching my back like Mm -hmm. you know not with not like poking
0: Mm -hmm. like that's
2: that's an issue for me
0: yeah but um but
2: she's like oh no no i get it you know everyone has issues but you just like that's one of the things i do like about our comedy group is the fact that we all have some fucked up trauma somehow or another and so together like if i'm having an off night He'll be like, all right, cool. We're just going to love on you. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, not all of them. Some of them are dicks and just like, you know, they are what they are. But I, you know, usually I don't associate with fuckers like that. I don't get involved in gossip or anything. Oh, for sure. (laughs) sure. I
1: I think uh, Artie Lang used to say at the comics, where he's just like, (laughs) hey, what happened to you? And you might be like, oh, uh, my, my dad locked me in the closet when I was a kid. And he's like, oh, you're locked in the closet. Funny okay that's (laughs) so it's like the thing that happened to you you know it's just like oh you're survived a fire funny oh that's pretty that's hot like i mean yeah uh, right (laughs) so yeah so i mean i think yeah the the there we are as comedians people are just like how do you do that i'm like i mean we're sid's toys from toy story man like we're the band of misfit forgotten toys that have been fucked with and so we just kind of persevered and still found a way to be lovable through humor you know but i mean it it, it, the thing you're talking about with the triggers and the poking that's real like there's a long time i couldn't sneak up on heather i snuck up on her once and she judo i don't like me. being scared she judo. my roommate topic. did
2: that and i about <laughs> swung on him mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. He, in my room my my cousin was like i told you not to scare her yeah. and i was just like what you gonna do about it yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I, no. and I don't know if you know my stature but i'm not built like feminine so like i'm kind of like and when i got when i get mad i like hulk out physically you can see that like this everything and i'm Mm -hmm. like "Eh." so yeah i scared the shit out of him on accident and i was like yeah i told y'all motherfuckers Mm -hmm. don't scare me i don't like it i don't watch scary movies because of that i just Mm -hmm. know like mm -mm. yeah
0: yeah no even even my scary movies i have to plan for like Miles has to be home and not like on the road for two weeks, and <laughs> like there's like I can do paranormal shit. I can't do like break into your house shit.
1: Like there's like, a murderer or something. Yeah, you
0: know, like,
2: like, like yeah. yeah, I can I can kind of do those. It's like Saw and like Kill fantasies that I'm actually pretty cool with. <laughs> That's okay, which so is weird because if you think about it, Saw those kind of movies. Those are kill fantasies, mm-hmm. hostile things of that nature, gore. Mm -hmm. Those are kill fantasies. That's mm-hmm. all they are. Especially because understand. they have titties that are out to here and they're like, oh my God, no, don't. You know, and the whole time the boobs are just going like
1: that. Just, it's still fantasy. It's it's nothing like the, the sexual arousal of like bouncing tits as a woman's head is getting chopped off, right? Just the- Right. Oh, I can feel the vibrations of the chainsaw through the surround sound and my heart is full.
2: Yeah, exactly. I remember seeing Wrong Turn and like they threw an ax and I think it hit her right here her body just falls and all you see is the boob like (laughs) nothing else had real definition but the boobs like they were going like this which was hilarious because i was like wait a minute you guys took the time to make the tits fall around but everything else was just kind of blurry but the boobs (laughs) (sighs) like Uh, jesus christ
1: (laughs) i mean back then there was a lot of male editors in hollywood so i mean just what what are you gonna do right
2: i think they're about to aren't they about to um what do you call it uh
0: Strike. I'm yeah, there's a, there's some strikes going on in there. Yeah, because we have... I'm down. Let them get to my Fuck it. Strike. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People are making billions of dollars off their aff- their efforts. Fuck it.
1: Seriously. Mm-hmm. Pay people. That's important. Oh. Um,
2: that is another coping mechanism. I just thought of it. What? I am a huge Star Wars Marvel fan. Okay. So, so
1: like, getting lost in a long story. It's engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I get that. I yeah. recently talked to a friend who... Like, cause I've heard people shit on movie franchises and things like that. And now just shitting on anything of any nature. until I talked to a friend of mine who's just like, oh, you wanna watch, we were working together at a comedy club for the weekend. She was like, you wanna watch the Avengers and the condo? I think there's a marathon on. And I was like, yeah, totally. And I love the Avengers, but she was so excited. And I was just like, why, what about this? Or are you just like, you seem amped. She's like, I've seen this movie so many times. And she's mm-hmm. like, it was, she's like when a family member was dying it was the thing yep. that everybody could stop what they were doing. And like, it was what we all did together. And mm-hmm. it didn't really take much effort, but we could all be together and just be engulfed in the story. And to really just take that ride together it was a beautiful thing. And it's like, yeah, man, you never know. Like, people love, really love to get lost. In mm-hmm. a story to just be taken away, because if all day you're walking around avoiding certain triggers and your brain is trying to protect you from certain things, being lost in a fantasy story that you know you trust the integrity of the brand and everything, like a Marvel or Star Wars, I think that
2: mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, for me, furious. for for me, when I what
0: I said, or Fast and Furious, I love the Fast. And I furious. love those movies. Yeah. And I get so says. lost I in them. them. Yeah.
2: I love them because it has this, okay, let's nerd for a second. Fast and the Furious has this weird, no matter what fucking happens, we're family, we're going to be there for each other, like weird, crazy, and I've met motherfuckers like that, truly, really are like that, crazy as fuck, Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, at some point, you know. At some point or another, we've had somebody like Dom or somebody like fucking Brian or any of them. Like, Mm -hmm. we've had somebody of that nature in our little circle, be it they were a little crazy and probably shouldn't have been behind the wheel. But still, they were, (laughs) you know, I I love those movies. But the part that for like sci-fi, sci-fi is my thing. Uh, I don't know every nook and cranny. I can't tell you everything like some folks can, which is fine. Don't keep me, okay? But that was one of the things that I pointed out to someone the other day, because there was a girl, she had only seen one Star Wars, and I think it was episode seven. And she was like, I fucking love it. It's great. And they were like, yeah, what?" and it came down to death. And they, they had finally, you know, that's what they did, was they were watching Star Wars. It just happened to be on. They just yeah. decided to watch it. Yeah. And like, for me, it takes me out of my head. I'm like, I want to be on like Tatooine. I wanna I wanna be in the starship. I wanna, you know, and so when you take yourself out of your reality and into a sci-fi fantasy, that is just so fucking fun for me and mm-hmm. so disconnecting and I do it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean like uh, with Heather, that I think that's the same kind of idea behind the concept of the movie Heather always connected with, which I'd never really liked, but Sucker Punch. And the movie's amazing. There you go. There you see. And it seems like that seems to be the, I have a theory about certain movies and it seems to be like trauma, like women who have survived trauma seem to gravitate towards a couple of movies, sucker punch Mm -hmm. and practical magic. I've never seen it all right that's her next one that's amazing so okay, sandra bullock and nicole kidman What was that 1996 or something like yeah, that yeah it was
0: like 96 yeah
1: dr channing such a good movie absolutely mm-hmm.
0: doctor channing is amazing
1: i love she her is absolutely awesome. such a such a good movie i it's used really, to have really a crush
2: good. on her when she was rizzo
1: oh yeah everybody did absolutely i was like
2: damn that bitch is bad
1: when she was, <laughs> like, when she was shitting on sandra d that was my jam like absolutely
2: <laughs> Elvis. Elvis! Like,
1: yes. Stay oh, away yeah.
2: from my
1: pills. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So um one more little question to drive things home because we always like to bring things around from like the outside looking in perspective. As a uh-huh. person who has suffered for PTSD for their whole life from obvious trauma um and good on you for still being here in any regard given what you've gone through you know i mean there was we, two
2: times where i almost succeeded in ending it so. say
1: but you didn't for a yeah. reason and yeah. you're here now to help us spread awareness so good on you for being as strong yes. as you are and keeping on going but what do you think you would say to a person who wants to be there as a friend or a loved one for somebody who has PTSD. What ways of being help you as far as like being around? What, How can people in your circle support you if people are listening like, oh, I know somebody who has PTSD. What do I do? How do I go about
2: things? Okay, well, I have two suggestions. One. Just because Starbucks didn't have your fucking drink doesn't mean you have PTSD. I hate that shit. When it's very menial shit, it's like fucking first world issues, like privilege issues. Fuck off. That's not PTSD. That's just you didn't get your fucking way. So there's that. That's one. (laughs) That's just one. Also, um, and this is one of the things I have a hard time with because I have ADHD. So my brain's always going. So I accidentally just kind of verbally vomit on people and interrupt them but listen don't wait to respond with your quip or your facebook meme or something that you saw about ptsd actually fucking listen to people when they have when they say hey look i'm having an issue this is my issue not get out of it shake it off just you know it's not It's not as easy as a lot of people. You can't just shake some shit off. And especially, like, say, one of the things that I have is I have nightmares. And so when I wake up, I am reliving that nightmare because my dreams are vivid. So when I'm telling people, look, I'm having a hard day. Or re- more recently, my biggest frustration is intimacy. I don't have it and I crave it. And it really, it, it fucking brings depression even worse for some reason because i don't have another person to bounce off of Mm. and i have for so many years like before Mm. my ex-husband i was with my daughter's father we we, i just had somebody for many years now i don't (laughs) so when they when when they're telling you their shit when they're giving you like this is how i'm overwhelmed and all this other stuff just fucking listen to them just be like, okay, I get it. Let me let me give you some individual time. Put your fucking phone down because if you're not you're not that's not individualized attention. If you have your phone out and screwing around with it, if you legitimately want to be there for somebody who has PTSD, put your phone away. Give them. I, I'm not great on eye contact, so I'm like just give them. Just point your face somehow, you know, into the, that direction.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, a little
1: something. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's such a, that's so important what you just said. I mean, people so often get caught up in their, what they think is an understanding of a subject because they read an article somewhere online and it's like, yeah, but you forget, you're not talking to a vice article right now. You're talking to a human being. And so Mm -hmm. we need to really just take people as they are. We're all just a, a book full of stories that happened to us that made the person who's standing in front of you today. And mm-hmm. so we really need to go like, oh yeah, I feel like I have a, a basic understanding of this because I read an article somewhere, but here's a person with it. So I could probably stand to learn so much more now if mm-hmm. I just really try and find a way to understand this person and just ask questions carefully and 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 be willing to open myself to the dialogue instead of being so de- dismissive, you know?
2: Yeah. that. I, I 100% agree because, um, I, religion actually is part of my PTSD. Oh
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, yeah, just just bad. And, um, one of the things that was beaten, not beaten into us physically, but like kind of beaten into us over our heads was the trans folks Mm -hmm. and how they were so oppressive and they were taking our, you know, womanhood and everything like that. And I really believed that shit for a long time Mm -hmm. until... I met trans folks and talked to them and said, "All right, explain to me. Let me know. Sh- share with me." Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. to find out I was fucking wrong. Yeah. And and I've I've even told the the folks that I know that are trans, I'm like, "I I was the asshole that was on the other side of that fucking road screaming at you thinking you were, you know, vile because my religion told me to." And then come to find out you're, you're just, you're a normal person in the wrong body.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've heard like, you know, uh, people know about like the Whisperer Baptist Church, you know, which is infamously like. some of the And I was a Baptist. Going. See, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean. It, it,
2: and the yeah. funny thing is I was a gay Baptist. So. There
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, you're a fucking oxymoron walking. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the funny thing about most Baptists is a lot of them are gay um or at least mm. by so um but i think oh, we're yeah. all biased. most of us are just picky so uh but yeah i've heard <laughs> yeah. from like the of the Westover Baptist church and there was a girl who like her dad started it was it her dad or her grandpa i think
0: yeah. it was her grandfather Grandpa. Yeah.
1: her grandfather started it and she got out and it was because of the engagement that she got online from people outside of her community who were like no we're not like that like, mm-hmm. why don't you come and like talk to us? And you can see that we're not like that. And that's what changed your mind is, getting to know the people. So yeah, give people the time uh, and the patience and the respect to like try and get to know them. I feel like we get so caught up in our day to day because I just don't have time. Just give me the cliff notes. It's like life isn't for cliff notes, homie. Like we're all Mm -hmm. humans. And at this point, the ignoring of it and the running through and the just trying to put it off the side is creating more traumatic situations. Like we all have to try and find any way and every way to slow down and connect with people. And I think that's really, really important.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, you're good. No, it was fine. I was just saying, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. Totally.
1: Totally. Totally. So, well, um, Jessica, we really appreciate you for coming on our uh, podcast and being so open and honest and candid. And I think this is definitely going to help a lot of people kind of put things in perspective of the many many, that the many, 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 many... Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> At the very least, it'll be that. But it's, I feel like it's just the, the layer of onions, right? Like we're just peeling mm-hmm. back all these layers of what post-traumatic stress disorder can actually manifest itself in. And I think people are going to really have their eyes open. By it's, it, so. it's
2: not Grey's Anatomy or like any other type of soap opery like it's it's learning learning how to survive and be able to yourself not only yourself be present in today but also letting others help you be present in today because Mm. post-traumatic stress is fucked up like i i wasn't a soldier i'm so glad i was this close to being a marine (laughs) That would have been fuckered up.
1: At that point, you're just collecting PTSD like they're gym badges and Pokemon or something. Like, it's just, you're just like, yeah. oh man, I got it's this like, one. Well, I got this
2: one and this one. This one and yeah. Mm-hmm, and you yeah. do have a fire H2 one. You actually have one. a fire one. Like they I do in the do. Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the fire stuff really is a trigger for me more oh, recently yeah. than anything just because like we had the Caldor fire, we had the Dixie fire, and literally time and time again, every day I was checking it nonstop incessantly. I had my bag ready like if that fucker even comes anywhere near us and it was it, there was no reason that it would ever come this well hopefully never come this far mm-hmm. but also at the same time it was just like all right i got x y and z all done i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and we're gonna fucking go yeah. <laughs> like you know and yeah, um, yeah it, it sucks but there has been a couple of fires recently that i've smelled but I think I'm in a point where I'm getting better with it because like I didn't look up the fire. I didn't look at where it was. I didn't see how large it was. <clears throat> I don't even know the name of it. And so mm-hmm. I'm staying away. Yeah. Like these are just baby steps. Cause yeah. for a long time, anytime I smelled smoke, I was like, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> you know, it was bad.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I at least hope you still get to enjoy like your logs like, for Christmas, right? I mean, I uh, hope...
2: I thought that would... Oh, wait, no. Okay, Yule Logs, for me, I'm a fat girl. It's a rolled-up, like, giant fucking Swiss roll. We I call them Yule Logs. About. Yeah, 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 I know, Yeah, I know, so, like, I know. I'm just... I'm like, nah, of course I'll eat that. <laughs> Let's talk about, but, like... <laughs> like so what what do do with the fire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat kid. Like, I, I make candy. I, I do I do all sorts of, like, I... Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> Hilarious. Well, Jessica, we appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, and thank you all for watching and listening. Make sure you like subscribe, share, spread awareness, all that fun stuff. Uh, Jessica, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you online?
2: Uh, Instagram, I think, tw- Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me at, at jroberts Roberts, yeah. five, three, seven, seven. I'll my Venmo. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Right. <laughs> Not actually. But yeah, no. And, and also you can find me, um, you you can find me at like just shows around Sacramento. I do photos and stuff for for that's another coping mechanism I have yeah. is I like to do I like to take photos even <laughs> if I'm not comfortable. I can look through a lens and not focus on everything else. So I like
0: I that.
1: I love that. That's dope. That's dope. Well right on, right on. hope people follow you there. You guys can follow me at Miles Web on everything and at Miles Funny on Uh, Facebook and then... Watch his dry bar
2: episode because it's fucking hilarious. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate (laughs) that. Thank you. Watch the dry bar and then I got another special drop in the end this year on my YouTube channel so make sure you subscribe to that. 100%. And Heather, where can they find you?
0: Bodies by Heather on Instagram.
1: Perfect. Right on. Well, we appreciate you all. Thank you for stopping by for another mad pod. We will see (laughs) you next week. Bye, everybody.